apparently if you're listening to this right now it's the morning so if it isn't the morning then you should just you should stop and wait until it's the morning and then listen to it yeah. so this is a morning podcast this is a morning kind of like listen you know what i mean my opening though i'm sorry actually said hello good evening good morning it's me and chris jostie and welcome to the untold culture podcast i didn't hear the good evening part i only heard the good morning part. <laughs> right disclaimer for people listening to them People listening to the podcast right now. I am four beers deep and a whole bottle of gin deep. I got Domino's pizza and I'm about to talk about the latest gaming news with these motherfuckers. That's right. It's great. We're gonna crash and burn into insanity, and then we're probably gonna call a mayday and then go into a transcendency. Anyways, hey, this is Liza Bear. You're listening to Untold Culture with my two co-hosts today, as always. The beautiful, beautiful two people. You know what it is? It's Just Justy and Mikey. Always locked in to the Untold locked Culture in, podcast. Yes, and today is episode three because we've stopped counting. Everyone who's listening are our true fans because you know you're you one should be on today. That's right. Technically, is this actually episode three or, is it, or I'm, I'm right. stuck? This is episode three. Hold tight. Hold, Hold tight. tight. Episode three. And Technically, kind of episode cool. four. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, breaking boundaries, come on. Fourth war here. Chris is yeah, just man. eating the back life. He's like, look, 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 Domino's pizza. Shout out. You're just going to be hearing uh, Chris in the background just scoffing his, his face while while trying to t- chat at the same time. Mike, Mike, I'm four ciders and one bottle of gin in deep. I'm fucked, all right? I'm just talking about stuff. I'm all fucky, bro. <laughs> so, yeah. This week's uh, topics are going to be quite different to the last two episodes. I think we're going to talk about more on the gaming industry in a nutshell rather than sort of in an overall general, you know, The Last of Us, because we rambled on about that 30 minutes last week. So let's just quickly go into what games we're currently playing, get that out of the way, and then we're going to go straight into the future of retail because that is a topic that we want to talk about. Hey, you mentioned yeah. not talking about The Last of Us, but you've got it in part of the fucking talking about list. <laughs> You know what? You know what I want to I want to kick off with because I'm just super super excited and I want to just get this out of my system before I explode. Oh, Minecraft Dungeons. Oh my god! I mean, how popular is that game right now? Because I, I don't know who's playing it other than Mikey. Well, if you're well, if you're a Minecraft fan, uh, fan first off, you should be playing this game just because it's you well, know Minecraft. Have a pickaxe in the house. You should play the game. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And if you're just a fan of dungeon callers anyway, like Diablo, Torchlight, any of those kind of games, then pick up the game as well, because you're going to have both kind of enjoyments. You're going to get that dungeon crawler enjoyment and then a Minecraft in combined, and it's bloody amazing. I'm having so much fun with this game. There's, there's so much to do in the game that when I've... So I've already completed the game, right? And it's a very it's very quick game to complete. You can finish it in one session, like less than ten hours. I would I would even say, to be honest, mm-hmm. like it's a super small, short game. The story isn't that compelling. Oh, I wasn't really. Like, pick- have you met Steve yet? You can you can play as Steve. No, no, I want to meet Steve. No, nah, no, nah, you can play as Steve. Ah, uh, shit. <laughs> how, how much um, of an RPG game is Minecraft Dungeons? Um, there's so much RPG elements to it. To are we talking Dark Souls? Are we talking Bloodborne? Are we talking to the weapons, to your armor, to um, you have artifacts which w- will help you throughout the game in terms of buffs, and you can get pets. 
Um, you can also, when you play the game, every time, every single time you level up, you get enchantments. When you can use those enchantments to upgrade and um, add buffs to those different type of like armor and weapons. So, say you get like a pickaxe, for example, yeah, yeah. you can enchant your pickaxe like how you do in Minecraft, that and give cool. it like and give it like an extra damage boost or an extra Very speed cool. boost, extra armor is that, boost. Is it that industry buzzword that everyone likes to throw around? Is yeah. it? Procedurally generated. What, like No Man's Sky? Like No Man's Sky, yeah. That's the only game I know that's, that's, that has that buzzword. No, a lot, so of, much. lot of games procedurally Mate, generated. The game looks... Bro, the game looks incredible. I love no, the art style. No, I mean, is it random every time you play it? Oh, in wait, when you go to, like, in, in different levels? Mm-hmm. Um, each level is, is, is the same every single time you play it, but... There's so much to the levels. Like you would, you think, oh, this is such a small level, but then don't be misguided in that you can discover. There's so many dungeons and routes and different routes you can go to discover different parts of the level. There's like I played, I've completed the game twice now already, and I'm still discovering new things. Sounds like a good game to me. Like they have. Money's worth. Yeah, I mean it's it's like it's six seventeen pounds for the base game or twenty five pounds for the gold edition, which you get the two DLCs which will be coming out, which yes, is Yes, consumerism. And you get a pet edition. and you get a cape and, and stuff like that. Which I'm kinda of, not gonna lie, I'm kinda of sad I didn't get the gold edition. Of course because you I feel, are, because you spend so much time in this one. Yeah. I didn't think I would spend so much time in it. As a Diablo fan and a, and a Dungeon Caller fan as I myself, I didn't know I was going to... I didn't expect myself to want to play this game so much. I thought I would just complete it and be like, oh, that was an experience. At least the game's fun, because I paid Destiny 2's Battle Pass premium system twice for the PC and PS4, £120 in total, and I haven't played that game since January, so... <laughs> Mate, I can't... Destiny. I can't bloody wait for the DLC to come out come out for this game, and I can just enjoy it a lot more. Like, especially with the there's they have this a part of the game where you can um, collect these um, letters. So you go to like a chapel, and in every single level, there's like a secret location, and you have to find it by like un, um, finding like a secret part of the map where you go down into a dungeon, and you have to, and then you get like this special orb, and you have to collect all of the orbs that's hidden in every single level. And then you get something at the end. And I'm almost got all of them. So I'm waiting to get all of them and find out what you unlock at the end. How much so, extra is it for that edition with the extra content? I mean, like, how much you pay for it? It's £25 for the gold edition. And you get right, both right. DLCs. Yeah, what I'm saying is, how, how much are you going to pay separately for that DLC now? Um, the price isn't out yet, but it's probably going to be like under a tenner, maybe, or a tenner. Hmm. Which isn't that bad because that's the price of DLCs, anyways, nowadays. Yeah, and I would pay. I would pay that plus more. No, I'm not even kidding. Like I'm having so much bloody fun with this game. So, if you like Minecraft and Dungeon Callers, definitely pick this game up, guys, because you're gonna have such, such, such a good time. Okay. There's a question: and, if you like, if you don't like Minecraft, still pick it up. Just fine. Just play, just play it. Just play it. It's fine, just Justy. It's three weeks away from The Last of Us, so I, I know and you can. Yeah, you can play it while you while you're waiting for Last of Us. Like it's it's a good game to pick up and play with friends as well. Like you can go in, um, you get to a point. Like I'm at a point now where I'm playing a game and I've got such good armor and good weapons and buffs and that that I could literally speed run through the levels. So the enemies don't level up with you like they do in Diablo. Yeah, the level the, the enemies do get get harder. You you they have this um, difficulty level. So difficulty one all the way down all the way to difficulty six. 
Not bad. And they have like a recommended level. So say like you want to try it on the very hardest difficulty, which is level six. You have to be a certain level to be recommended to play that level. Otherwise, that part's locked. You're piquing my interest now. I'm curious. So like, say at the moment I'm level 59. Damn. I can't, I can't play, I can't play um, the highest difficulty because I need to be recommended level 65. Of course, yeah. And the words so, of Alvin Candy from Django Unchained. You have my curiosity. Now you have my attention. So yeah, man. It's there's so much it's so much more depth to the game than I thought there was, and I can't wait to just jump back in and kudos and, to Mojang. Yeah, fantastic. Fantastic. No, no, kudos to Microsoft because Mojang wouldn't have made that. Microsoft true, bought Mojang. True say. How long has it been in development for? Because I know they've they've announced they announced it like a way back, but nothing was, was sort of mentioned on it until Damn, you know what? I didn't it. even I didn't even notice it was mentioned uh, like announced ages ago. I literally just noticed it was announced like what a couple weeks ago. No, like that's when I that's when I first saw it. I'm not even lying. Now it's like three years ago. Damn, I see. I didn't even know, man. That's how you know I wasn't paying that much attention. But yeah, man, I'm so glad that I came across this game and and I've been putting way too much hours. I'm glad you're enjoying it, man. I'm generally glad you're enjoying it. Yeah. Because you know what? I've been playing like random games like Valorant and stuff like that. And those games are kind of just like you play it and then and the side thing. But this, like, I'm, I'm happy. I found... piece for the KFC bucket, yeah? Yeah, yeah exactly. Like a 2-2 wing, you know what I mean? Like, that's, that's, <laughs> one of them ones there. A 2-2 but... wing. <laughs> a 2-2 wing, fam. But this one, I'm putting, I've got the family bucket on order, bro. This, I'm putting all my time into this. I'm not even missing any bit of chicken, man. I'm... Speaking of food, guys, speaking of food, I need to know. I've got two slices of my pizza left, right? Do I have the slice with the beef and the bacon first? As, no. and, save, and save, and then, or do we have the slice with the meatball and chicken first? Why not? Why not stack them both together and, and then stack have them both? Stack them both. both at the oh, same time, bro. Both, you crazy motherfuckers. <laughs> Just, Justin, what are you playing to this week? Well, Rayhan Sabir. Hi. Or Light Sabir. Hi. I'm playing. I don't know yet because I've been busy all week. I've not played anything. So this weekend Ooh. is now my time off. So, so are you going to play? A, a few things I've got a choice of. Since we're a third remastered. Cool. Control. Ooh. Death Stranding. <laughs> time uh, in the walking simulator. Last of Us. Play it again. All the way through. Yeah. Same. I need to do that too. Or. Yo, guys. Or. I'm really in the mood to revisit God of War recently. My friend's playing that. He's showing me all the pictures, basically. Such a good game. I don't know what they're going to do next. I honestly don't. Well, we do. We know where he's going. He's going to... Yeah, yeah, I know. I know but to... it just, in just terms of like, I don't know, man. It's just, I don't know. It's just, it's just, there's this... I don't know. If, if they, When they do a sequel, what I mean by that is if they do a sequel, I don't know if it's going to live up to the same, to the first one, you know? Like, take The Last of Us 2, for example. But no, 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 no. That's another story, anyways. <laughs> Yeah, Last of Us 2 I'm actually really excited for now anyway. So. Yes, you are. The hype train's just turned 180 for you, isn't it? Mm. The hype train. The hype train is now like fucking going 100 miles an hour. I've been playing Saints Row 3. We won't get into too much detail of that. Uh, Digital Foundry's done a really cool uh, breakdown of that on YouTube. I love DF. DF's amazing. Yeah. Love them. But yeah, uh, let's go straight into... We're going to be talking about four different topics this week. And the first of them... 
Uh, we mentioned uh, our love for retail when we were kids last week. And this week, we're going to talk about the future of retail. Um, there's a lot of controversy going on, basically, with game that has gone into administration way back in 2012 and maybe even going into administration recently, but they haven't. And um, there's a lot of questions and debate whether they will. Um, so will it collapse? Uh, is digital taking over because a lot more people are buying their online games on the stores, such as Nintendo's store, eStore, PSN store, and the Xbox Marketplace? And do you think the retail will bounce back on this new generation of the PlayStation 5? What's going to happen? I think exactly what's going to happen. Oh, go for it. Is, is that games going to be fine this year because they've got a new console launch, okay? Okay. Okay, I see that. Now, what gamers notice, this isn't internet information. And I, I know I used to work for them. This isn't internet information. This is just me speculating, but it's true. What gamers noticed through this lockdown is, right, is that people have been ordering so much from the website, okay? So game then have to look at all their stores have got in the UK and go, right, these people who lived in this town ordered from the website when our store was closed. Why do we need a store for? They're still going to order from the website. Why do we need a store in this location? I think game is going to become a premium gaming outlet where they're only going to have stores in major cities. I think you're going to see next year every single game town store gone. That's interesting. That's a, yeah, interesting topic there. Because, I didn't think because, about because that. Because game literacy and like, they're, they're, okay, fair enough, they're, they're seeing decreasing sales, obviously, because people are not going to the stores, but they're seeing how many people are ordering online still. And Especially because, with like, you know, remember when we used to work in game, bro, and mm-hmm. used to get those people that used to order online and then come and collect in store. Mm-hmm. Like that's, yeah, I can see where you're going with that kind of like, that it's just going to end up being like an online kind of service. And I, then, it's going to be one of these things where they're going to have um, all all town stores will go online. I just mean online service, but all in cities are going to have these major big stores, like a game with a belonging, and it'll be like that's their flagship stores in every major city in the UK. That is what you're going to see. I'm telling telling you now. Next year there'll be no game stores in towns. Calling it now, yeah. This is this is calling it now. First first time news. Just Justy is calling that game stores are only going to be open in major cities, and it's going to be an online outlet. So then, do you think that, that gives year, Nintendo uh, a chance to sort of build up their own Nintendo store? Because we we don't have a Nintendo store, do we? Technically speaking, I uh, think we're going to end get we're going we're going to have to get one because yeah, yeah, they, yeah. they kind of did a test with the Pokemon store. Yes, I'm like, oh god, uh, you, how, how long were the queues? I've seen people up for days. That was insane. How long did it last again? Did they did they extend it as well? I don't know. I, don't know. Yeah, I, just, I just kept seeing people queue up on it. Yeah, they extended days. time. But mate, oh. that was crazy. People were queuing up at like four AM, like four five AM, waiting for the store just to open. get Nintendo products. But what yeah. makes Nintendo so popular, man? Which we'll get into later on in the episode. <laughs> Stay tuned. Oh, for that. you nearly got me going there. Like a fucking Uzi. Like we're gonna, get, we're gonna get into the popularity of the Switch and Nintendo company in general. But yeah, before we go into our further how, topics how do you guys feel about retail you've heard you've heard my perspective what's going to happen because i generally think they're going to see how many how much it's not affected their sales from people online, online online e-commerce is is, is single-handedly obviously what what keeps gaming retail basically alive in terms of just like physically so like in consoles physical physical games and stuff i think that will stay alive shop2.net and and base and 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 you know game and all that online there'll, there'll be a presence online but i don't know because you know you know just say take take five years ago right Mm-hmm. Um, pre- pre-orders, uh, lock-in events, game events, midnight launches were such a huge thing. Activision were doing so much with their content, you know, the Destiny events and the Call of Duty events. And nowadays, the whole game are doing these midnight launches and stuff. There isn't 
much no one demand. cares about middle launch anymore yeah. man that's, that's so like uh, it breaks my heart because when i was a kid uh, you know looking at all the halo launches and stuff like that you see all the pictures on the news and you mate, wanted to be a part of that right no 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 mate. when i was a kid i was a part of it <laughs> i was in the I, mate there's such an I, was on, I was behind the counter bro that's, was, that's the part that i was a part of oh, same here but i mean we're still you, you still feel excited when people are so excited like, Absolutely, yeah, yeah. when you've that's got two hundred walks in when you when you've got 200 people outside your store ready to buy grand theft auto 5 and everyone's there for the same purpose right it is an awesome feeling everyone's just so hyped yeah everyone's there for the same reason the, the last minute launch I, I worked only four people turned up because what? because everyone else's excuse was this well you can just i can just pre-order it on my xbox and it downloads before midnight so i can just play it at midnight Bingo, why, yeah why, why would i come out in the in, so in the but that's that's the thing though like people end up just coming in because they want to get that they've either already pre-ordered it at that specific store so they come and just collect anyway or you get a pre-order bonus specific to games so like a key ring or like a little something like that or you, they, they're coming in to get their limited edition version of yeah. the game that they can't yeah, like, pre-order bonuses and now become available online so they can just pre-order it on the online store and get it in the morning of the game comes out that's like, what gamers are doing with um the Pokemon the Go one. thing, you get like the little Pikachu game exclusive Pikachu little plushy thing. Mm-hmm. Thing. Yep. So like stuff like that, like that's what people probably go there for. But yeah. Well, it's like because well, I'm a collector. I've ordered four different copies of The Last of Us Part Two. I had to order the game exclusive one because it's got a, it's got a game exclusive cover and it comes with three game exclusive bits and bobs. Yeah, man. But yeah, I I, I don't know, uh, Ray. What do you reckon about retail, man? Do you think it's going to bounce with this new generation? I mean, okay, it's to take take PlayStation Four for example. When it was fir- when it first launched, a lot of people didn't trust digital over physical, so there was more physical demand than it was digital. But now there's a bit of a surge shift, isn't it? So do you think do you think that with the PS Five and the Xbox Series One X, there's going to be a, a, a drastic change? So there'll be more percentage. No, of people. no, there won't be. No, because people there's still a call for physical media. I just yeah. think, I, I just think because of this coronavirus, right? Because of what's happened in the world, unfortunately, it's, yeah. it's, it's horrible. Yeah. Business retailers who have shops in high streets, yeah, shops now have seen how much money and how much money they're making and saving from people buying online because they still want their products. They're literally looking at all the stores right now that are not making much money and going, "We don't need them." This, the, the people in that town, <laughs> we, yeah, exactly. The people in that town, two thousand of them are already are already ordering from our online store in that town still. Okay, how? Okay. Yeah. You know, and then, then they cross-reference the sales of how much the in-store makes and goes, well, 2,000 people from there, okay, we, we may be losing like 200 people, but at least how, how, this is how much money we're going to be lo- we're losing on, um, sorry, we we're saving on, on stuff like rent and um, wages and stuff. Like they're saving so much more money. So like, oh, Wolfenstone, we're green. Like, oh, Wolfenstone's making more money than we're Green's branch. So we're going to close down with Green's branch and like that, that kind of stuff. Completely, because that's what's going to happen. Because they're going to, they're going to, what's the point of having a store that's not making much money when you've just seen through this whole thing going on, but you are still making loads of money because people still want your service and ordering online. What is the point of having a failing store in that town? There is no point. Mm. Makes me miss blockbusters, to be honest. But I think with the with the physical copies, I think the only reason why people want to buy physical copies is if either they're a collector, like you said, Chris, yep. or they want to buy the game, complete it, and then sell it and get their money back. Now. Or trading. Trading to CEX, yeah. Or trading, so you can get like, oh, I'll go into game and I'll trade in my Red Dead Redemption, and then I'll put that money towards buying the next. Yeah, was uh, it, blah blah blah. Was it Xbox or PlayStation that, that are trialing trading in digital games? It was Xbox, wasn't it? You can trade in digital. Yeah, yeah. Xbox has been talking about, and it's going to be a thing in next generation. 
Xbox thinking about um, letting people trade in digital games towards other digital games? Rick, what? Trading in yep. digital licenses. Yep. 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 So wait, yep. you download the game, you play it, and then you un- and then say you want to trade it in, it just gets mm-hmm. uninstalled from your console, and you can't play it again. You, yep. you basically lose the license for it. Yeah. You don't. You, you don't get a lot of money. I mean, I think I think they said the max you get is like twenty quid for like a new release game. But I mean, that could change the you face of to, everything. You have to use it then and then uh, towards a different game, or you can just stack. You have to. I think. I think you have to use it towards a different game. But they, there was rumors of you could. They, they were looking into stacking. No, this is not bullshit. It's literally something I've read. Would well, you do it? Would Would you do it? Yeah, I would you do that? Well, I do that. What, what 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 is it about it that makes you want to do it? Because I'd prefer to keep my, the reason why I buy digital is so that I have it on my library. I can play it whenever I want to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like you're just scrolling through your library. Like, oh, I'm kind of bored today. I'm gonna play that game. We've all had that digital game we we took a risk on that turned out to be shit, and then you stuck with it on your library, haven't we? Everyone everyone's had that. But then, 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 then there should be a refund policy. Like Steam has, Steam has, Steam and Epic Games and stuff like that has a two-hour or, or a window that that you can request a refund and they'll give you the money back for it, rather than trading in your licenses for a yeah, game but this that you've way, played. This way, Microsoft can still make you buy. Well, not make you buy, but you know, you still buy shit games and Microsoft give them the money, and then they make more money by letting you trade it instead of refunding it. Hmm. I don't. I don't know if it's going to be popular. That's in, interesting. Yeah, it, oh, well, it, it was a crazy response, thing, but. I don't know if it's going to do well in terms of hit with a lot of people. I, I personally wouldn't do it just because I don't see the, the I, I don't see the gimmick behind it. Yeah, I'm much more of a like if I if I know I kind of already know whether I'm going to like the game or not. So if I if I know I'm going to keep the game and I'll probably end up by, like playing it again, then I'll buy like a digital version. If not, then I'll just go to a store, buy it there, and then just trade it in later on. Like you got kind of have that mindset, but I understand what you mean. Like, oh, you bought a game which is kind of like you didn't expect to be as shitty as if you thought it was, and then you're kind of like, oh, now it's just stuck there in my library, and I'm never gonna play it again. Exactly. But, but like, I don't know. You've already spent your money, and you already made that choice. So like, uh, I don't know. Digital games are becoming so big nowadays. You got Final Fantasy VII remake at ninety gig. You got The Last of Us Part Two at ninety gig. So there's a big sort of question on gaming development studios. We'll, we'll, we'll use Naughty Dog as a reference for The Last of Us 2. Obviously, when they released the first game, it changed the whole landscape of gaming and development studios started to take more risks. Um, when Naughty Dog releases the next title, The Last of Us Part 2, who do you think will take that next step in changing gaming for the future? Uh, do, you think, do you think development studios are going to find it more harder to create games because of the whole vast development crunch and, and issues with all that to make until i started seeing all the first impression reviews come out for the last of us part two and everybody loves it oh that's that's good news though man that's good i i think that like with how epic and how steve what steam has been doing like for many years anyways like from what's epic and like you've been, you, you've been noticing like a lot recently especially with like you play and origin and that kind of stuff, like they're they're constantly pumping out like free content, like or free yeah. trial weekends, or play this for this. Have a month, like that's noticeably been happening a lot more recently. That like it used to happen a lot more, like you know when Fallout uh, seventy six came out, they had that trial free weekend, and like with with like that all the scores online, they had. Mind, why is that happening more recently? I don't know, man. Why is that happening a lot more recently? I can is tell you why. Ha- what is it? Coronavirus? Yeah, yeah. everyone, everyone's at home. It's a perfect time to sell games to people. Yes. Yeah, so, 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 so. What, yeah, okay. Okay. Three. Uh, take take Epic Games for example uh, as GTA. The reason why they're giving Grand Theft Auto Five for free is one, they're collecting all your data, 
that's 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 advertisement for them. Not they can that. sell it's advertisement. All about those all about those shark cards. They want you to spend money on Grand Theft Auto Online. That secondly as well. Before a game that's so old to bring out again to maybe okay a new audience that maybe might have not played the game already or has played the game on a different console like myself. I've completed it on PS4, but now I have it on PC and I'm playing it on PC and and playing it again on there. Like myself, I don't do much on online, but and I didn't actually spend any money on Gymshark cards and that stuff. But people that did on the PS4, they that's probably what they they. Like you said, they're doing that for a reason. People on the PS4 that now have it on their PC, if they were buying like the gym shark card, well, the shark cards on the PS4, then they're more likely to end up doing that on their account that now they have on PC, even though they already have an account on PS4 where they've probably racked in a lot of money on there. Do you think that's probably the thought process? Behind... I think you know they were generally were being slightly nice as well, but there's always an ulterior motive to things. Yeah. True, true. But then, obviously, like, if you didn't catch... Another cool, really cool thing that Epic Store decided to do is if you didn't catch that game when it was free, they would, they, it's still on sale. It's still bumped down to 10 quid. I miss getting Civ for free. Uh, I got it for free. I played it for, like, a couple hours, and I was like, uh, this game is... Like, I remember playing Civ, like, age, like years ago and enjoying it, but I prefer Age of Empires, to be honest. All they're doing is selling advertisement to you once they get your personal details. They get your email, they get your location, they get your your, your devices. They You're looking too deep into it, man. I think that's, that's what it is. You know what's so funny, man? Like, I used to I used to use Epic Games for the free. He's going to start saying 5G is the end of the world before we know it. <laughs> <laughs> but think about it. Once they have your... Once, they, once you register an account, they have access to your data on your computer so they can then advertise on Facebook and you'll get those advertisements, which then is basically... Who, not, I'm not saying you in particular, you specifically. I'm saying percentage of people who get that, say 5% of that entire demographic who got GTA 5 will probably end up buying something on the Epic Store later because they probably got an advertisement from Epic saying, Mate, check out our we, sale. We, every single one of us, me, you, and Chris, when we... Oh, when we, uh, Yeah, you did. Didn't you? I don't <laughs> know, maybe you didn't. I'm but, not giving Epic Games a cent. But... We all went and got that free game, uh, GTA yes, 5, and then we figured out, oh, they have this mega sale on that you get a £10 gift card Bingo. when you buy a game. And then, bam, I bought a game. And then, bam, I bought another game. Like, that was that's down to me. That was my choice, obviously, because there was games on there that I really wanted to play, and I was like, oh, I'm going to use this 10 now. Look, look, I got this, like, 25-quid game, and now it's, like, £10. Like, So, going back to development studios then, um, do, you, do you remember... 10 years ago, a, a development studio's time frame to develop a game would be one year to get a game out. Now what? it's four years. What it's crazy f- to think like that, man. I mean, it's just, I, I understand that games are quite big to make. You've got to do the, all the little intricate details. Last of Us Part 2 is taking, what, five? We'll say five years. We'll say four years development, six months pre-production planning, you know, you know, getting the scripts and all that working and, and, and have it pitching it to the, the actors and stuff like that. But these games, if you think about it, if Hideo Kojima is going to make a game, he's going to only make one game in an entire generation. Now that's crazy. Before he used to make uh, at least wait, two. How long did this Stranding take to make? Chris, 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 how long did this Stranding, Stranding uh, take to make? Do you know? I believe it was three and a half to four years. Okay. Okay. They announced it in 2015 though, right? Was that 2016? 
2016, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. Was it the E3? Yeah, that's when they brought Hideo Kojima out at the E3 press conference. Oh, yeah, I remember that. That was so funny. And then, and then everyone was shitting themselves. They're going, well, what's he doing here? Is Silent Hill going to be coming to And then he tried to it. Yeah, he did that. He, he spoke English and then there was like loads of memes about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, what would you guys what do you guys think of this whole time frame of, of development studios taking such a long time to create a game? And the reason the reason because of that is we're getting more remasters because of it in in, in these gaps, these little in films. Long, yeah, in the long run. Yeah. What, what are your I thoughts think, on that? I think it just um I think it just it's all down to how how much effort and time they put into the game now. That's why it's taking so long. Like like you said, the script, um, the just how the graphically and, and how much like where like the games that were changing, they got off, they got to be up, get up to the standard of what games look like now. Like in terms of like indie games, where indie games will probably yeah. take less time because there's not much they have to put into it. Of course, yeah. Like that, that's probably why it's taking longer. But I can like I consider ourselves lucky that we had back in the day games just constantly pumping out and uh, for us to play. Now we got to wait years upon years. Like when's the next GTA coming out? 2024, like, 2025. Yeah, seems. rumored to be 2025, 2024. Like, and, 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 and think about it. GTA 4 came out in 2008 and GTA 5 came out in 2013. That's what, five years difference, if you, if rough, roughly, between the, the, obviously the release of GTA 5 and GTA, GTA 4 and 5. So development, so pre-planning, development, marketing, all that crap in five years. And now it's, it's a 10-year gap. Wow. Um, uh, if for me, it's bizarre because if we if we take it twenty years into the future, our game's going to take fifteen years to make just because of the scale of of how things mm. are going. For like a a game studio like Rockstar, for example, what other games are they making while they're still making GTA, which is like their biggest franchise? Red Dead Redemption, I guess. Red yeah, Red Dead Redemption and that kind of stuff. So it's not like they're only just working on that one game. They are oh, working on other games that they're still pumping out. But, um, yeah. Okay. Remember this then. Red Dead Redemption came out in 2010. So there was, so if you really think about it, there was a two year gap in between each game. So gamers were able to have a two year gap playing those games. And those games are quite big, right? So you spend countless of hours playing those games. And so the gap between GTA 5 and Red Dead Redemption 2 was five years. And then now the gap between Red Dead Redemption 2 and GTA is seven years. GTA 6, for example. So the gap is going to even even get larger and larger while when PlayStation Six and PlayStation Seven comes out. Mm, that's true. I, I I can't even imagine what the future of gaming is going I to be think, like. But I think with like GTA for for example, it's not like they've put out the game and then that's it. They're still yeah. producing online content for the like the dedicated fans that really enjoy playing the game. But between so, myself and you, you know that we all we care all we really care about is story mode, right? That's that's literally yeah, what we. Yeah. That's what satisfies us. We don't care about the online. We we no. want more single player content. We want more story. We want yeah. I've never been one to play GTA online. Like I've always just been down to the story. Um, what about you, Chris? Man, do you, are you the type of person that is? I know you love your story. Compelled. He's game, still eating his pizza. Yum yum yum. Yeah, he's still eating his pizza. But are you? I I know you're a story compelled kind of guy. But is there? Uh, do you play games online specifically like that? Um, you care about that kind of stuff i really enjoyed gta 5 online when it was first out but i never put any money into it yeah same um, well, but what's your what's your take on like in terms of development studios in the future and, and the time i hate online only games i fucking can't stand them rip destiny <laughs> rip, rip destiny. overwatch yeah 
Destiny 100%. Overwatch, you got a bit of a soft spot though. for, but I've stopped playing it. Destiny's got a story. <laughs> Destiny's got a story. <laughs> Let's not go there, Mike. Here's an impression of Destiny's story. Whoa, 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 no, 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 no. I want to, here's my impression of Destiny's story. So, yes, here came the traveler, but that's not important now. I'll tell you later. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, you're making me cry, man. <laughs> Look, look, for the last 11 weeks, there, there's the, each se- there's there's this new like whole concept of seasons, right? So like each season, there's a new story. And they're trying to take the World of Warcraft formula of evolving They even the killed the best character. You don't kill Cade 6. I I'm, replace, I'm glad they did. No, because it, it, no, it keeps the story. Yes, okay, replace the character. But, uh, but the way they're doing it now is completely... I love Nolan North the bits, but replacing Nathan Fillion with Nathan Nolan North was like a slap in the face to Nathan Fillion. I think they just started running out of budget. I really, I really think they just started running out of budget because uh, they, they, the skeleton, they have a skeleton crew running running Destiny Two, and they're losing a lot more budget because their entire money is now pulling pour, over to Destiny Three. Rumored to be speculated to be, it could be Destiny Two Year Four expansion, or it could be Destiny Three. But they're also working on a hundred million dollar Chinese IP. Could be mobile, could be console. We don't know. But yeah, that's that's Bungie in a nutshell. I want to quickly touch on um, what's your guys' thoughts on Pete on uh, Game Studios announcing a game, and then you don't hear anything about it again for another ten years. For like, for I, example- I feel like I feel like they do that for share prices. I feel like they literally do that because the the, the board tells them to. The board literally says we need our share prices to surge. Can you just announce it so that people people can pre-order the the, the title, and then people can invest more? Can money you can in you announce company? another Elder Scrolls game and don't say anything again? No, for another... one game that really has annoyed me that I think we might see at the PlayStation press conference, which we'll go into later. Uh, or thoughts and speculations on that. Uh, Beyond the Good and Evil Two. Where's that? What's happened to it? Ubisoft. Oh, where's... damn! Didn't get. Where's Beyond Good and Evil 2? Ubisoft made a really massive, massive singing song dance about it. And now I'm like, well, where the fuck is it? Yeah, they, they play it up so much and like, yeah, 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 this is coming out. Woo! And then they, they literally do it every year. Every year at these, at these little press conferences, they do it just so that they can keep their investment board happy so that people, when people pre-order... So there's, there's, a, there's a back and forth battle between whoever pays for games up front and whoever pre-orders games. And obviously there's a third third cycle where people are, they probably look at ubisoft and say hmm what if i put a hundred pound on the shares for ubisoft they'll probably jump up because they're gonna they're gonna get so much money it's like when people invested money in, in take two or rockstar when gta 5 was being announced and then obviously mm. they might have made money from that but that's it's exactly all it is what it is square enix announcing final fantasy 15 kingdom hearts 3 when it first uh, unveiled in 2013 i i honestly believe that this is just so that they can keep their investment board happy. Yeah. But they will never, they will never, they, they will never say, right, we're announcing a game and it's going to come out this year. The only company that does that is Capcom, and I love them for that because they, they don't, they don't fuck around anyone. They just say, right, we got a game coming out, and it's coming out within this 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 fiscal year, and it's going to come out within twelve months. If it doesn't, you can shoot us in the leg. Who who on your on your radar is a development studio that you're interested in seeing in terms of a game in the future? For example, I don't know Santa Monica uh, or or Kojima Productions or like Square Enix. I'm always, I'm always a massive fan of Bethesda, so I know we've got their new IP that they're working on that they've announced. Space one, isn't it? 
yeah, the space one. So, so Chris, do you want to take take away take away now that you that you started the switch conversation? What do you? What is your your um you know your comparisons to how how well the switch is performing right now? In I terms mean, of like everybody all of wants to switch during lockdown, I tell you that Jesus Christ. Yeah, that stuff is sold out, bro. It's demand, isn't it? Nintendo are so popular, and and I I give them every single credit. What they've done with this console is beyond anything that I've possibly could imagine as a as a gamer. I don't I don't rep Nintendo. I don't play their games. I don't own a console. I, 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 for, as, as, as a person who plays quite high demand games, you know, such as Bioshock and stuff, I would never see myself owning a Nintendo console to play their fun and rewarding games because for me, I want to be challenged and stuff like that. That's my demographic. Uh, demographic. A lot of people probably say the same thing about me as well. But credit where credit is due, Nintendo are doing a massive, massive job with their Switch console, even with the yeah. Switch Lite as well. And um, even with this whole Ring Fit adventure, like like because they, gyms are closed, like they they probably predicted this shit for years. They probably knew that a pandemic was coming, and they were like, right, let's get this game. Yeah, man. Like, I I mean, I mean, obviously, I'm not I'm I'm a brand ambassador for Nintendo as a rep anyway. But so like that's kind of it's like that kind of stuff. But the way that companies now because they ha- they have the rights to just bumping up the price for if they do have any in stock from what it originally is, which is a sixty quid game. So like a hundred and sixty quid game, yeah, is a like, that, but that's that's standard supply and demand though. That's just yeah. that's just the market. That's how it's always where the CEX right. They're they're currently buying Ring Fit Adventure for more money than it's currently selling. So if you bought it, you'd be able to make a profit of like twenty pound more if you sold it to CEX. And so those just, stores are open. <laughs> you could you you could still send it to them via post and then you can't and then send it by post. Then they test it and everything. Yeah, I've never trusted CEX by postage. So no way I'm sending my PlayStation 5 million console by post. Oh, yeah, 100%. 100%. But, you know, like, Nintendo, nothing is going to beat Nintendo when it comes to handheld consoles. Like, not even PlayStation, even if Xbox does try to do try to do it, or any other company. Well, Xbox is not really focusing on handheld. They're more focused on streamlining the games via Project X Cloud. Which is yeah. the, like the Nvidia cloud, the Nvidia GeForce Now, and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, that kind of stuff. You can play Gears on Gears of War on the go with that like controller screen kind of thing. Like, um, but yeah, man, nothing's going to be Nintendo in when it comes to that. Like, they, they've and apparently, been- this Nintendo Switch is technically the next generation. So Nintendo Switch is now competing against the PS5 and the Xbox Series One X. They're three years ahead of the competition, and they're making so much sales. And 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 then they're generating so much profit, and they're selling so many units. They're not afraid. Then yeah, and, and apparently, well, obviously, PlayStation are probably. Well, hear me out. Yeah, I, I don't know whether the PS5 is going to probably sell more units than the PS4 because of the the, the way games are shifting now. Uh, games back then had had more of an impact on people's lives. Okay, hear me out. Let me let me take that back a bit. Let me let me explain that in in in, con- <laughs> in, co- in context. Games in 2013, when they first came out, were generating such a, a different kind of atmosphere than it is now because the price of games, the time frame of game development, and the pre-order, from pre-order to release, there's a bigger gap and people will start to lose interest. For example, Final Fantasy 15 lost that, that, that hype train because it was 
it got so muddled up in development and then it just became this this lost project. But so when, the PlayStation, when the PlayStation 4 first launched, it had such a big backed uh, project of games from 2013 to 2015. They had uh, so many games come out in that period of time and people were buying it. And, and the time period between those development games was one year. Now we have a two to three year gap of development. And I, I think if people buy a PlayStation 5, and there aren't as many games on the system, people are going to start to lose interest in that console. And that word of mouth advertisement, oh, dude, I've got a PlayStation 5 and I've got this game, and apparently that game's coming up next year. There isn't going to be that in this generation, I believe. That's my own opinion. And I don't think PlayStation 5 is going to do as well as the PlayStation 4 did in its first two years. Just just from being in the industry and and, and knowing like the like the percentage of like, what's what's been going on since like the pandemic and 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 this type this, these crazy times like the the increase in in the amount of people that are currently playing games at the moment has gone up 60 percent since the beginning of uh of like uh, the COVID-19 and that kind of stuff yeah that's nuts and I think people are gonna buy they're gonna they're, they're gonna buy a PlayStation 4 rather than a PlayStation 5 because Unless there are, unless there is a decent amount of video game profile list, uh, you know, you, you know, you know, first parties and third party titles. Because at the moment, I can't, I can't name ten video games that are coming out on the PlayStation Five, um, other than you know, probably Watch Dogs, Legion, uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, and stuff like that. But I, there were so many titles that were coming out in the first six months than there are coming out in the first year now. And mm. yeah, I, I I think people are probably going to be like, do I buy a PlayStation 5? There's nothing on it, but I can play most of those games on the PlayStation 4 already anyway. So I'll probably, because PS3 and PS4, completely different shift. PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, there's only a little bit of a marginal difference between 4K gaming and 60 frames per second. People aren't going to, with 4K not being mainstream as it is now, this isn't a big shift in a generation. So I don't think people are going to go and splash their money on a PS5 console straight away. There's going to be that's a lot why, of debate. That's why, like, um, for example, that's why, like, indie cells are doing so well at the moment. Uh, yeah, so, like, obviously, with the Last of Us stuff that was going on, I know Chris, jo- Chris Josty, or just Josty, <laughs> um, but, uh, he, he, I know... He, just, just, just say your stuff, bro, because I know you want to go on a bit of a mad one and and let everyone know, like, not a mad one, just obviously you. Everyone the on this, of pod- us. everyone on this podcast knows my experience with The Last of Us. We're not going to go into it again. It's not fucking pointless. I swear to God, if The Last of Us gets remade on the PS5, I'm leaving this podcast. You'll they never can, hear they, me again. They can listen That's to the, the end of the untold culture. <laughs> they can listen to the other videos and hear my opinion on what The Last of Us Part Two is going to be. But holy sh. Shit! That state of play. Wow. Don't ruin it too much because I'm I'm literally I'm literally going down. You might. What I will will say is I've never seen AI react like that before. Where where Ellie kills one of the AI, just random AI in the world, and they scream out the person that they've just killed's name, their partner, and they're like screaming at Ellie trying to kill her, and they properly relentlessly hunt her down. I mean, wow, man! This game is brutal. This game is. Can I can I contradict you in a positive way? (laughs) <laughs> can, can, I, can I contradict you in a positive can, can way? I posi- positively on, then. contradict Go you. Go on then. 
I'm, I'm sure you remember this in a good, good, good light. Um, the Last of Us reveal E3 2012, the AI system with a brick. Do you remember that? Yeah, it was amazing. But no, holy it, it, shit, it never ended up in the game. <laughs> but I, I fucking hope that whatever you saw, because I'm going in blind for this game. Uh, whatever you saw, if that is in a game, we are jumping straight into a next generation leap with gaming because I, when i saw that when i saw that reveal at e3 2012 i saw that ai system reacting the way it did i was like i've never seen right. gaming like this right before. wait till you see how they react literally Bro. like 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 they they, 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 they kill they kill their friend right and they're I'm like moist. they're like they're like john you fucking bitch you're gonna die and then they go absolutely mental but it's not just like she's just killed john every single ai has a name they have a relationship they have a friend you know wow. they will, they that's will... mental bro Mate, it's insane actually insane it's actually, it actually making me get stop can we, can, we, can we just call this the Last of Us Part 2 Mayday, then? Mayday? Because we're going to oh, have to... I just feel like that's a suitable title. It just sounds like there's going to be a whole lot of fucking... Just, just, just madness going on. The main on thing is, is Naughty Dog want you to feel bad for killing NPCs. And you do some brutal shit. Like, I watched in the, in the State of Play trailer... Um, Ellie sliced someone's throat open and blood pour out. But like the uh, detail level again, when they were having their throat slit, blood comes out their mouth with a choking out on the floor. Like what the fuck? I've never seen that happen in a game before. Stop. That's nasty, man. That is nuts. I'm so That's excited now. You can set dogs on fire as well. No. Yeah. I'm not mentally ready. I'm not physically ready. I wish the game wasn't coming which out. Because... By the way, which, which isn't a selling point. People who are listening. It's just mental. <laughs> you can do it. I, I'm just not anywhere remotely ready to play this game. I, I just, I wish it wasn't coming out because I know when I first play, it, I'm going to be overwhelmed with such it's a It's lovely huge... because, because Ray's been on a roller coaster with this game and I've just heard him hype up so much more since I've mentioned the state of play. So it's lovely. Actually. <laughs> it's really nice. Well, well, by the way, as well, part three coming soon. Ellie can finally <laughs> swim. Ellie can finally swim. Oh finally. no! Finally, fucking, fucking she couldn't. She couldn't jump in the water in part one when I was trying mechanic. to get the raft. You can fucking. dive in the water and everything. And not only that, they've taken some Uncharted into Last of Us. You can now rope swing and rope climb as well. No, stop, yeah, stop, let's stop, let's stop. She, she wasn't helpful in part one when I was trying to get the raft for her. One more thing, though, and this is I end at this. It's not a spoiler. The Last of Us Part Two has the biggest levels Naughty Dog have ever created. Right, you're never going to see everything in one playthrough. Not just that. Imagine the level in Uncharted: Lost Legacy with the open world one. Right, the entire of Seattle, the, the open Seattle part you get to play in, is ten times the size of that. You have to travel on horseback to experience it. I'm not ready. I I, I I am not ready. I, I don't want to play this game. If you if you if you feel how I'm feeling, I might have to just buy it, leave it there, and just look at it every day. Just look at it. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just thankful it's a Friday because even though I don't work work, I still do work on the TV show and some films and stuff. So knowing that it's a Friday and I do have my weekends off, I'm just going to be like, bump Friday. I'm, I'm going to say say to Johnny, I'm like Johnny, I'm not working Friday. What do you mean? I'm playing last little day. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, just last of us, last of us, last of us for three days straight. Thank you so much for listening. Sorry that I have been eating pizza and drinking during this. However, I mean, if you're not eating pizza and drinking during this, then it's your own fucking problem. Guys, thank you so much, everyone. Take care. Stay safe. Look after yourself. Don't be like Dominic Cummings. Don't go staring at castles for your eyesight because he is a dick. Right. Take care.